I like your neck. You like my neck? Yeah, yeah. You got a nice neck. Necks are very sexy. I don't mean to touch you, but... You turn me on. God, I don't mean to take it that far, but... I just like your neck. You like sex? No. Mitch Hedberg gets the girl because they both have sexy necks. This is spoilers. That was funnier than anything that happened in this movie. Big reveal. Big reveal. That was funnier than any joke in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. uh, (laughs) Hey, guys, this is our Los Angelatis podcast. Um, This is a really weird movie. Um, It's almost like it's been swept under the rug of history. So I wanted to use spoils as a platform to dig it out, which I think it much deserves to be dug out. Um, Jordan, (laughs) brother Jordan, you are on this pod tonight with me. Uh, We've had some fun memories with Mitch Hedberg. Uh, What's your take on everything and where where are you recording from? Uh, My take on everything. Uh, Yeah, this is Jordan. I'm recording from North Carolina tonight. Um, I feel like a lot of the movie was a build up to him being able to drink beer and hang out in a hotel room with his friends, which seems like what Mitch Hedberg probably did normally on the road and stuff. So, uh, yeah, kind of not sure what to think about it. So it's a little rough in parts, but yeah, we'll, we'll get to it. I'm sure. Pappy, uh, you've been saying this is like the worst movie since higher or something. Uh, what i mean i know you like bad movies what in particular just makes you cringe when you watch this guy well pappy recording from denver colorado and when i say it's the worst movie since higher i mean it's the worst movie anyone's picked for this podcast since higher i'm gonna go (laughs) ahead and throw out there that it's the worst movie ever picked for this podcast it just wasn't really funny but I will give it some points for being set in the Twin Cities, baby. That's where I used to live. Stevie, usually pretty much echo what Pappy says. Uh, where are you <laughs> recording out of? And what Dude, do you, think? you should have heard my scathing review of Time Bandits. Believe me. I ain't no I'm, echoer. I'm joking. Please introduce yourself. What, do you, what so are your Stevie, initial thoughts on the movie? I'm running a fever because this movie was so shitty. Two words describe this movie. Food poisoning. That's all I'll say. Ooh. I like it. But Stevie, I thought you'd you would like Mexican food. Dude, that's not Mexican food. <laughs> Honestly, this was clerks in a Taco Bell, and it was so frustrating to watch. Well, I don't think they serve drinks in a Taco Bell, but Mikey, last time I was with you, we were in a car listening to Mitch Hedberg, and then I dropped you off at a Mexican restaurant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where are you recording from tonight, buddy boy? Elkhart baby. Uh, recording from Elkhart. Um, yeah, like Stevie said, uh, this reminded me of Clerks. So, just like an even cheaper version of Clerks. Uh, so, I don't really know much about Mitch Hedberg. So that's you guys' comic. I don't know too much about him. Yeah, other than he died. He's mediocre. Well, he had you. <laughs> he had you chuckling a little bit in my car. I gotta say, but. I know, but I never put uh, the face to the voice, and the voice uh, was not, or the the uh, face is not what I expected when I saw him. I've never actually seen him before, but I've heard the voice before. See, I feel like his face looks exactly like his voice sounds, all stonery and <laughs> slacker, Gen X. 
Well, before we get too far away from Mikey, I wanted to, most importantly, I think you should give a plug to that restaurant I dropped you off at and also fill us in on what you ordered. Oh, uh, Josh dropped me off at Ricky's because I I was getting off of work and I hadn't eaten dinner yet. So I hop on my local taco stand and I usually get a barbacoa plate, which is uh, just a <laughs> plate of meat. And then it comes with uh, rice and beans. And it's like my favorite thing to get there. It's the so it wasn't delicious. like a cheeseburger? You asked them to switch to a taco then? or? <laughs> Uh, no, Jordan, I'm not white, so uh, I can eat things other than uh, just cheeseburgers and hot dogs. <laughs> no lettuce. <laughs> Mikey, you hate on the white people so hard tonight. Uh, I wanted you to bring up Ricky's because I thought maybe they could be one of our first sponsors and we could just maybe get some tacos from there for recording a podcast. I would totally be down for that, but. Um. <laughs> I don't know if they would be down for that. But, uh, I don't think that's your business model. Josh. Recording live from Ricky's. <laughs> okay. Well, before we want to get into it, I think uh, there's a quote Mitch Hedberg has that I put. It, it struck me as soon as I heard about this movie cur- in current day Josh times, and then after I watched the movie, I really contemplated the quote again in a new light and i think it'll help put a lot of things into context because sometimes when we do these spoilers movies and a host has to pick a movie everyone can get really resentful and the person i feel like naturally becomes like defensive about the movie like this is my mo- <laughs> this is my movie to defend <laughs> it's a bad movie just admit it <laughs> It's no time bandits, Josh. Don't even try to put these things in the same. <laughs> no, no, no. All, all I'm saying is like I, I don't. I'm not always picking my movie because I think it's a great movie. And uh, anyway, I'll let Mitch Hedberg speak to this. I'm gonna play this, and we'll add a better audio in post. So here it is. When I was stand-up comedian, I got into comedy to do comedy, which is weird. I know. Uh, no. When you're in Hollywood and you're a comedian, everybody wants you to do other things besides comedy. They say, all right, you're a stand-up comedian. Can you act? Can you write? Write us a script. They want me to do things that's related to comedy, but not comedy. That's not fair. <laughs> it's as though if I was a cook and I worked my ass off to become a good cook. They said, all right, you're a cook. Can you farm? I think what's so funny about that is this is this is from a stand-up five years after the movie, and he's basically saying, I'm a shit writer. And he also directed Los Angeladas, and I think we can all agree he's not a real good director either. Hmm. There was a lot of close-ups in this movie that didn't need to be so close up. <laughs> I was talking to Brett earlier. It feels like a sitcom pilot that didn't get picked up. Mm-hmm. Like There's so many like, flat shots like... Okay, uh, we watched this on YouTube. Uh, was this edited like on a VCR and just uploaded straight to YouTube? Because the <laughs> beginning is rough. Yeah, it lo- looks like it. I was wondering if that was like done on purpose or if it was just... I mean, because it's, it's a homemade movie, so you don't know how these guys were editing. And especially back then, it wasn't digital, so it was definitely... They did it on one of those on one of those camcorders that tapes straight onto a, a VHS tape. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, that's how you used to do it. Jay Chandrasekhar, uh, he edited it. My understanding is that this film was actually never released for home consumption. It played at a couple film festivals, and that's it. So this might be someone's like steady cam. 
or whatever it was back in the mm. 90s version of it. Yeah, and I just want to give a shout out to uh, YouTube user Beater Chew, all one word. Um, the fateful oh, yeah. day of November 13th, 2012, he uploaded this to YouTube. It's got like 100,000 views, and most people are saying like, this is the only place this is on the internet. So thank you for giving us this movie. I don't, I couldn't find it anywhere else. So yeah, if we, it got a hundred thousand plays on YouTube, this podcast should get like a quarter million downloads. Maybe <laughs> half a million. <laughs> uh, yeah, getting into the movie a little bit, it's it tries to be like a clerks or a mall rat sort of driven, just like every day. Like it, it just plops you down in the middle of a quote regular day for like a whole group of people. I thought this movie was actually going to focus more on Mitch Hedberg, but it really does have like an ensemble feel, and they keep cutting around to different characters. Um, I don't really think any of the characters were good. I thought we might go around and say <laughs> who like the especially bad ones were. Um, did you have something to say about Mark Marin, Mikey? Uh. I just sometimes he's like really off putting to me and when I saw his name I just had to physically take a break from the movie. <laughs> it was Mark like Maron's five seconds. In. <laughs> no, he's just like he he plays the same character of like that hateable guy who just complains about everything going on in his life and surprisingly he was actually pretty funny in this movie and he had like my favorite line in it about the milk. But uh he what wasn't line so was bad that? in it. Uh, just whoever the head chef was, that weird guy was offering him a Coke and he's like, no, I don't want a Coke. And, uh, but he's like, I'll, I'll take a, I'll take, I'll take a milk though. 2%. It was just like so weird. Like nobody ever asked for milk. Could I, could I get you a Coke? Is that what you do when you appreciate someone's work? You, you offer them a soft drink? I thought you might be thirsty. I'll take a milk. 2%. (laughs) <laughs> I'm so funny. shocked you thought Mark Maron was funny in this movie. <laughs> Jordan, do you have any characters that you thought were especially bad, like tilting out bad? Uh, I think that, is it like his cousin or whatever that comes in like the big jacket? Who just like, <laughs> yeah. he just like comes out of nowhere and just drops random like stupid lines and it's basically just a player or like a person for Hedberg, or Mitch Hedberg's character to like, like riff off of kind of i guess i I really didn't understand that at all danny still checking out the ladies well like everything but the rug rat how's it going cousin it's been a while that it has man i dig the coat you like this it's from zaire is that like uh is that sewn together raccoons 100 percent. i actually think the like the manager is pretty well developed even though he leaves about 15 minutes into the movie we get that he's a racist he harasses women you want to know the nutritional value of four fucking fun duds girl you gotta get a life you know that it's important to know what you're putting in your body Don. my sperm's vitamin fortified (laughs) (laughs) you love it you know it uh he's also a homophobe he's not not (laughs) averse to violence yeah, yeah, he's also he's a sexual and normal assaulter. So, <laughs> yeah, we'll get more to him in a minute. Brett, who is your least favorite character? Hey guys, I'm Brett. I'm recording from Fort Wayne. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Surprise! That's a fair a point. Spoiler reveal. <laughs> yeah, we Speak have. Up. We have six enchiladas on on here tonight. Brett, sorry, I forgot about you. Who's your? That's re- right. Where are you recording out of? And who's your least favorite character? <laughs> Fort Wayne, Indiana. Uh, the least favorite. I don't. Mean, I can't stand David Tell. So, and I thought he was pretty useless in the movie. But the worst actress was the hostess. She was awful. Hi, welcome to Los Enchiladas. Oh yeah, yeah. Do you want a shot? Wow, you girls are really influential. I'm not doing so bad right now. I I think she was just a girl they found at Los Enchiladas. In- <laughs> yes, for sure. Is it a real restaurant, Pap? Sure. Uh, no, not that I know of. And who's your least favorite character? Uh, can I cheat like Mikey and go favorite? Sure. Pretty much all my least favorites have been said, but there's only like one scene in this movie that I like, and it's when the two people go down to order, and they're just like so enthralled by whatever the hostess is trying to sell them. And the reason that I, that I love that clip is they're so Minnesotan. They're like some real OG Minnesotan people. They look Minnesotan, they talk Minnesotan, and they're like way too polite and <laughs> not assertive in any way. Do you folks care for an appetizer before your entrees? Um, uh, some chips would be great. Have you tried our onion rings? They're really great. They come on a stick all stacked up. It's really neat. You can either get them by the half foot or the foot. Oh, how cute. <laughs> <laughs> well, sounds good. We'll try them. Uh, bring us uh, uh, a, f- a foot. <laughs> um, I thought yeah, the funny. chef was pretty bonkers and I hated him. And But I think my least favorite character was the, I think he's like the hotel or motel owner. And he's like doing a crappy Mitch Hedberg impression the whole movie, kind of. I know you're coming up later, right? There going to be some girlies there? Now, Dwayne, I ain't about to party with fellas only. I fucked me this one bitch this afternoon. You didn't have to say that shit, I already knew. That shit making around the grapevine already? Ain't but icing on the cake. Oh, why do you always got to be hitting the nail right on the head? <laughs> yes. Anybody else catch isn't that? that? Isn't that yes. David Tell? No. no, David Tell was the manager that got that quit at the beginning. Yeah. Oh. What's uh, that other guy's a comic? What's that guy's name? They're all comics. If you go to the M- IMDB page for this movie, first of all, there's no trivia to pull at all. Mm-hmm. Nothing from Bitchy you know. I'm surprised that hasn't page. <laughs> but the other thing is, is... Only like four out of like the twenty people listed actually have pictures in their mm-hmm. IMDb, so it's a pretty nobody cast overall. Um, let's get into the movie a little bit. Um, the first act I think ends pretty much when everyone else has pointed out the manager quits. He quits after beating the crap out of um, someone dressed up as a gyro or a hero or however you say that kind of sandwich. Euro. 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 And speaking of bad things, this was one of the worst fight sequences I've seen since The Last Jedi. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> Won't let it go. <laughs> Zing. <laughs> I mean, did anyone else strike you how incredibly bad it was when he's like punching the air? <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> oh, refried beans up whose ass, huh? How's that? You feel that? You like that? How's that? Oh, who's the tough guy now? Where's my little falafel now, huh? There you go. Hello. 
Anyway, uh, the beginning of this movie, we're introduced to our protagonist, um, Mitch Hedberg, and also his romantic interest. What's what's her name? Do you guys remember? Uh, her name is no. like Jenna in real life, but neck. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and so Mitch Hedberg starts out the day with a one night stand. He kind of wakes up and says she can use his shower and his shower cap. And Lisa. No, nope. Amy. And on the other hand, Amy, who he <laughs> ends up chasing later in the movie, uh, she is like with a friend who is like a single mom but parties too hard every night. Mm. <sighs> I feel like they're laying seeds for character development here, but did you guys see anything develop from this initial like setup of two people coming from a different place? Okay, what I don't understand though is like Mitch Hedberg's supposed to be this like ultimate drifter guy who just wanders around the whole country, but like the movie takes place like basically in his hometown, and that's he has all the family and connections there and stuff. It's really disorienting. Yeah, his cousin just kind of shows up. It's it's, <laughs> it's like he drifted to the next town over, and he was like super exotic <laughs> or something. All the way down from Duluth. Do people in Minnesota like really just stay put there, Pap? I didn't. I got out of there. It's too cold. <laughs> Does anybody else have anything they want to point out about the first act? I mean, the boss literally just disappears, and you think he's going to be a main character because they keep like showing, like re-upping on him and showing him over and over again, but he just pieces out. And because Jordan, do you remember why he pieces out, and do you buy it? Because he beats the shit out of that dude, and somebody calls the cops, right? <laughs> I missed that. I, I missed that entire part that he quit. I did not realize that until the end. He he barely even quit. He just like ran back through the restaurant and then got in his car and drove off. It was so weird. I thought I don't know if anyone called the cops. Even I feel like the guy was like, "I'm gonna sue you," and then he just like leaves his whole life behind because <laughs> a guy dressed as a sandwich threatens him <laughs> with litigation. He's in big trouble, man. He's got secrets to hide. He's got a warrant like in the closet. Yeah, it's like Mitch Hedberg had two famous friends, David Tell and Mark Marin, but he could only get them on different afternoons. So he <laughs> split it up, put one at the beginning of the movie, one at the end, so it feels like they were in their whole movie. <laughs> the middle, the middle section of the movie, Act Two, is um, the crews kind of all bucking up together to make this restaurant thing happen despite their manager having left the chef takes over stevie i hate the chef i despise the chef he's nothing (laughs) like chef from south park how would you describe this chef um this chef it was weird writing it was so clunky it was almost like he was an act, like a theater actor that never made it. Yeah, I was going to ask if he was overacting on purpose or just was really bad. I, I couldn't understand it. And any scene he was in where he was speaking, I would just like cringe and pause and do other things and come back later and realize he was still on screen. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you gave this movie a fair shot. Um... Dude, I'm sorry. That chef was rough. <laughs> Steve, like, you said it took you three hours to watch this movie. It took me movie. three hours to watch this movie. How? I, I kept getting That's so frustrated, and I would just pause and walk away. I think the chef kind of reminds me, 
I forget what Adam Sandler movie it is, but there's he's like talking to an opera guy in a restaurant, and the opera guy tar- starts talking shit. And he like That's Mr. Deeds. Yes. Mr. Deeds. He kicks yeah. the opera guy in the sum- <laughs> stomach, and he's like, "La da da da!" And if it wasn't for Miss Dawson being here, I'd probably knock your heads in. Ooh. I don't mind. Okay. Here we go. like this chef is so over the top but people think he's he's got this weird mixture of like people respect him but he's totally goofy and out of place Uh, jordan Um, i was gonna say jordan we've worked in kitchens together before i feel like that character of like the older person who's like taking their job super seriously amongst all like the kids is kind of realistic would you say so I think that's definitely a thing. Like all the other workers were like much younger and he's trying to like keep the shit together and gets a power trip. Like they even say that in the movie, just like on his high horse, he'll chill out in a few days, but (laughs) (laughs) he kind of, he kind of dips out too. But I I don't know. I thought it was kind of interesting when the manager left, like the server and the, yeah, like the, the one waitress and the hostess, they're actually like pretty good at their jobs. Like they're good at like upselling the people and like i thought that that was going to be the like the rest of the movie that they can oh like we can run this on our own and maybe that would be the story but boy was i wrong (laughs) (laughs) uh honestly nothing really happens in the second act um nothing happens in this whole movie (laughs) (laughs) well a day passes by and three hours passes by for Stevie. <laughs> but it's rough. I think this act ends when we do get Mark Marin, and he just is a normal guy, seemingly, that shows up in the horrible actress hostess. Um, she calls him out as a Buddhist, which if she doesn't say that, there's no clues to understand like what she's talking about at all. But he um, is sent back to the back room with the chef. And Brett, what do they discuss? This is Mark Marin of the WTF fame and what can only be one of his first film appearances. What does he talk <laughs> about? Friend of the pod. Yeah. Well, well, first of all, I mean, it wasn't great at all, but this was like the only scene that I, I maybe like enjoyed for some reason. But they pretty much talk about wording on menus and making it an art form and it's really weird. I did not expect that to happen, but he just he wants to do the guy's menu for $30,000 or something like that. Well, you know what? I can help you move food. I will do your entire menu for $30,000. You guys make that much? It's the best part because it was like the one scene that was actually written out. Right. I feel like. So the the writing was actually pretty strong during this scene. Uh, it wasn't <laughs> Have you seen the Butterfly Cafe on Grand Avenue? I did that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I drove by it a few times. Yeah, it was weird. So we get our second uh, authority figure leaving. You're good, man. We're good. Why are you expending all your energy making food when you could be describing it? And I don't know what the deeper meaning is here that this is happening but when they're walking out in the sunset (laughs) yeah yeah him the chef and mark Marin are like holding hands walking away and it does touch back on him later where chef is kind of dressed up as god and he's like (laughs) 
doing poetry about food or something, Pappy? <laughs> right? They come back to it, I think. I think it's called I, ham ham poetry. Yeah, it's like he's doing like a Ooh, speakeasy. Nice. Thank you. Like, thank yeah, you. <laughs> snap poetry type thing. <laughs> Stand up poetry. And all, slam F, poetry. They they end up getting through the day and they hand off the restaurant to the night shift. And I don't know why someone's snapping, but then <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of it's kind of my thing. Yeah, that's Brett's catchphrase. <laughs> that's so bad. Uh, oh. <laughs> so the group succeeds, right? And they leave the restaurant, and what can only be the worst. And longest single scene of the movie happens <laughs> where there's a party, the worst party ever for like 15 minutes. Uh, P- Pappy, were these the p- kind of parties you went to in Minnesota as well? Is this all they got up there or what? Very reminiscent of a Minnesota party where everyone's just in a really small room to stay warm together. <laughs> lying on body heat. Trying to survive the night. Yes. I'm looking at a still frame and besides for like the shot being totally blown out, there's like 12 (laughs) people sitting in this hotel room and it's like, Oh my God, there's no cinematography in this movie. Like there's no even sense to like get a cool looking shot of all these people in this room or anything creative. It's just like a flat shot with like two people talking and what looks like a bunch of friends trying to squeeze into frame. Uh, it's pretty painful. It culminates. That scene culminates with um, the neck, the sexy neckline from earlier coming full circle. And so the kiss in the bathroom. You've got a nice neck. <sighs> um, there's kind of like a wrap up conversation where um, Mitch's buddy, who he's been trying to talk into leaving, finally realizes he does need to leave town like pap did so long ago uh did that did that resonate with you pap being a drifter gotta hit the road uh yeah i wish i would have had like the drifters manual for mitch hedberg to accompany with me on my journeys um but no nothing in this movie resonated with me for real though (laughs) um I flew through the plot there because it's really super thin. Does anyone else have any plot? Yeah, <laughs> plot question mark. Yeah. But does anyone else have any scenes or like uh, performances that we didn't bring up that you want to touch on from this masterpiece? I, I just couldn't believe how many people worked there. I kept thinking it was three different restaurants. I mean, it was fifty minutes in the movie, and okay, maybe thirty minutes in the movie, and. They show those two random people making the chicken sandwich, the Italian chicken. And I was like, what restaurant is this? <laughs> I, 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 mentioned, I, I mentioned it to Brittany. I go, what restaurant are they at? She's like, I think it's the same one. I was like, what? It's a, it's a drive-through and a, a diner and a, like an old school drive your car up Sonic style restaurant. It's weird. And so weird. Bar. They, they have the best, they got voted the best burgers in town at a fast food Mexican restaurant. Two years in a row. Did you hear that part? That's a pretty big deal. I gotta say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Of Minneapolis, one of the <laughs> biggest cities in the United States, the Twin Cities combined, that'd be a huge deal. Not yeah, exactly. Two years not, in a row. It's crazy. Not exactly known for their food fair, though. Not a saying. lot of Mexicans in Minneapolis. I'll give you that. <laughs> their food fair. <laughs> I I think Brett brings up an interesting scene because they do have a little bit of 
what we see from some other restaurant movies like um waiting for instance but there's some like gags on the restaurant business like that opening scene where he's cutting he's like serving a burger and the brat kid changes his mind so he just cuts up the burger and it's now a taco uh, <laughs> <laughs> which is probably what they do at Ricky's right Mikey and oh no it's all authentic <laughs> it's all it's all the best Brett, what happens in that scene? That what makes an Italian sandwich an Italian sandwich? You just you just take a ladle of that marinara sauce and put it on, and then put an Italian flag in it. <laughs> and he's like, and he's like, bam, Italian chicken. <laughs> I, there's a there's another like restaurant reference later on because I like the whole scene with uh, with Mark Marin is a pretty good scene. But Pappy, do you remember how how many times our boss back at uh, buffalo pete's like came in for hours on end R. I. P. Buffalo yeah r.i.p <laughs> but he he would come in for hours and like spend hours and hours rearranging the menu to like make it more visually appealing and stuff and try to like reword shit do you remember oh that? yeah dude just like, keeping himself busy like the classic manager totally useless i'm not even worried about getting fired from buffalo pete's because they don't even <laughs> exist anymore so i'll talk shit <laughs> <I don't care. laughs> but yeah Greg was incompetent. He didn't know what he was doing, and he loved everybody the wrong way. Name dropping. Name dropping. I feel like this movie could have gone a little bit farther. It could have gone a little bit farther though, because like we also have the snooty guests, or like the the cokehead guest with his wife, and the salsa is too hot, and they like mix up a. The way they do like like ketchup or something. Ketchup. Just ketchup and tomatoes. Tomato. So the, the waiter even stays at the table and like to see how they how they feel about. It. She's like, mm, <laughs> nice. <laughs> she was actually like, ooh, it's still a little too hot. <laughs> I don't have too much else about this movie because there's honestly not too much else. But I do want to ask Brother Jordan, um, did this crush your dreams at all a little bit to see this like hidden Mitch Hedberg movie and then to watch it? Because I mean, you liked. We both listened to his CDs growing up and laughed a lot, right? Did this was this like heartbreaking for you to see this movie? Uh, not really. I I mean, I haven't listened to those those old tapes in like a long, long time. But this felt like kind of like that clip that you played earlier. It was like, yeah, Mitch Hedberg isn't a director and he's not good at movies. But I like I would go back and listen to those stand up tapes for sure. It sounded like Mikey thought they were funny. <laughs> well, yeah. Where are we t- all at with Mitch Hedberg, Brett? Do you don't you hate Mitch Hedberg? I'm not a big fan of Mitch Hedberg. Why do you hate? He him? makes him. He makes him feel awkward. Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I don't. That's not. That's not true. I don't like. He passed away, not, dude. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm not a <laughs> big. I'm not a big him. fan of uh, <laughs> dead people. One liner. One liner comedy. I do like non sequiturs, and he's like the king at that. But like, I, I'm not a big fan of one-liners over and over and over that's what he was to me pappy what do you think oh i like him i i well i used to like him i still do but i used to too <laughs> nice <laughs> <laughs> i definitely i definitely do like one of his jokes and i still remember it from back in college it was uh i haven't slept for 10 days because that would be too long i was like that one <laughs> one super silly one that me and my dad always say to each other is I had a friend who said his favorite food was tomatoes. I waited for him to say cherry tomatoes, but then I realized it was tomatoes. Just. <laughs> <laughs> See, uh, 
was, I think this podcast is proving that Mitch Hedberg's timing is intricate <laughs> to his <laughs> Yes. It's tough to replicate. Stevie, do or you like Mitch Hedberg? showing that he's not funny. Yeah, I do like Mitch Hedberg, and I have a... He wrote this. He wrote Los Enchiladas, right? Yeah. He did everything. Yeah. I I understand why this movie sucks. <laughs> well, when you think about it, he wrote this movie like it, it seems to me he wrote this movie like a stand-up routine where he was going to play every character. Mm. And like what we just realized, no one can really emulate him besides him. Dude, yeah, and a couple of the scenes just feel like set pieces for him to do stand-up comedy. Like, yeah. There's one point where he's drunk with a mic in the restaurant just doing his Mitch Hedberg thing. I got an announcement to make. 86 jalapenos, everybody. We got no more jalapenos because y'all never appreciated them in the first place. Yeah. <laughs> like when he's talking about like a paper shredder versus like shredding paper with your hands, I laughed. But then it's just like, that's, that's his stand-up. I love his stand-up. But him is like a writer for everyone else. Woof. I thought that was actually one of the most interesting parts of the movie is how he tried to weave his jokes in in different ways. Um, it was the best when it was just him saying it. And it was yeah. the most cringy when it was like a two-part conversation with someone else. They're like feeding each other. I think I even recognized a couple of his jokes as lines in the movie. It's just really weird. And that's why that hotel manager just irked me the most because he's just trying to be Mitch Hedberg saying Mitch Hedberg lines and it does not work. Why don't you exchange that straw for one of these toothpicks marinated in cinnamon oil? I like the straw. You can fold it and unfold it, see? Don't taste like cinnamon, though. A lot of things don't. Right. Like bananas. I owe you guys for another week right about now, don't I? Yes, you does. Like it didn't work when me or Brett said it earlier. But... <laughs> The, the one other thing that I'm going to mention, um, Brett, you kind of hit on there's like so much space in this restaurant. There's like six scenes where they cut back to, I guess there's like a smoking marijuana room in the kitchen. Yeah, the freezer. <laughs> Is it the freezer? <laughs> How does that yeah, they, work? Yeah, she says that. She says that it's the freezer. One of them does at one point. Yeah. Who knows? There's no bosses there. A smoking marijuana room in the freezer. <laughs> it suppresses the smell, man. The cold. <laughs> Is that a known Minnesotan fact, Pat? Oh, yeah. They're all lit all the time up there. Can't trust them. <laughs> we also we, we, we skipped over, a, I think the scene that made me laugh the most was, I can't remember if it's the chef or the manager guy, but he's talking about like, back at one of his old restaurants when he had these two dishwashers that were big potheads too and then he like does a flashback and it's just Mitch Hedberg and the and the <laughs> other friend and they it's put the mustaches chef. on yeah yeah and they put mustaches <laughs> on and just like are exa- acting like the exact same characters <laughs> but it makes you laugh cuz it looks like something you would have done in middle school in like a video project it's so bad i mean yeah but it's pretty funny <laughs> all right I think we're time. It's time to cue that Wolftron music and let's get into yes or Jane. no's. Um, Stevie, you've been the most outspoken against this movie in the group thread. Why don't you go first? Um, yeah, I'll give this a title of the worst movie po- uh, this podcast has ever done. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's a pretty easy title to hold. Uh, this was just hard as hell for me to watch. It took me three hours. Like, 20 minutes in this movie felt like an hour. It was just hard to watch. And I love Mitch Hedberg. 
and I don't think any differently of him, but man, I really <laughs> wish I hadn't seen this movie. Um, <laughs> this is a hell no, never again dog. <laughs> yeah, that's where I'll leave it. Uh, Pappy. Yeah, this is a no. Um, <laughs> for all the reasons Stevie just said, I, I think it's probably the second worst. I don't know if I've ever seen anything worse than the holiday special. <laughs> Um, and the holiday special is 20 minutes longer. I just looked it up to see because that was going to be the deciding factor. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the second worst thing we've ever spoiled. But, I mean, like, yeah, like you guys were saying, it does make me laugh a couple times, but it's just such a missed opportunity. Like, it feels more like they're trying to set up these characters for, like, more adventures down the road when it would have been a way better movie if we told the story of Mitch Hedberg the Drifter. Like, even if he was just cruising around Minnesota, like... That way you wouldn't have to spend so much time developing these shitty characters who don't go anywhere. We could The one-liners could have been more in context. We could have even had like him thinking shit and made that joke. Like, it could have just... It's such a missed opportunity. And like this is the only movie he got to do. And it was probably so shitty. That's the reason why. But no for me and bottom tier spoilers pick. <laughs> before before we move on to uh, Brother Jordan, I got to challenge you a little bit on that, Pappy. You once said there's this like weird movie scale where if things are above a six, they're yes, and if they're below a negative six, they're yes. But here we are looking at one of the worst movies you've ever seen, and uh, you're saying it's not worth watching. Just how to, you're a hypocrite. Well, it's not The Room, because, like, you Mm -hmm. laugh at The Room. Like, this movie has a couple jokes, but then, like, when jokes don't land, it's so painful. It's so hard to watch when something's trying to be funny and it's not. Like, your Mitch Hedberg joke earlier, it's so tough to, like, endure. (laughs) (laughs) But I'll take that that clap back. I'll take that. (laughs) Right, if you want to start snapping, that'd be a good time. One more thing, too. I I just want to say one more thing, too. Like... This movie, I think, is actually shot in Minnesota. And if you're... Okay, to anyone who wants to make a small movie, use the actual location that you're in to your advantage. Like, there's no exterior shots of the Twin Cities. And there's, like, no movies in the Twin Cities. Like, you could have just showed, like, a couple landmarks, like, as some transitions or something to help the plot along. Yeah, Mitch Hedberg. Remember that in the future, Mitch. Yeah, don't do that again, Mitch. (laughs) (laughs) Pappy, I I think Pappy's a little shook about the... uh, the Native American jokes and the menu writing scene too. Oh, I forgot about those. Me. <laughs> Jordan, yes or no? Uh, take it for what it is. This movie is essentially like a home movie by Mitch Hedberg. <laughs> pretty, pretty rough writing. Um, it actually has a couple decent like throwback songs in it. Like there's some Van Halen and like. New York grooves in there. Nerd oh, I'm sure all legally used. Oh yeah, through uh, the proper channels, <laughs> it, all uh, up to code. They had the same lawyer as spoilers with their fair use policies. <laughs> 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 and yeah, I mean it. It made me laugh a handful of times, but it's a no. It's mercifully only 73 minutes long, and it's pretty easy to get through, but. Uh, yeah, it, it's a no. I wouldn't recommend anybody to like seek it out on this one shitty YouTube stream. <laughs> and Brett, uh, I started taking notes last night, and I 
just kind of stopped. I, I, I took <laughs> I took two notes, and they were both math equations. Uh, one, it was hostess equals terrible. And then I put clerks plus waiting divided by a thousand equals los enchiladas. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I guess that kind of sums it up. Um, I don't uh, know. Yeah, that- I watched this last night, and we didn't laugh at all. Uh, talking about it made me think maybe some scenes were funnier, but it's this is my 18th appearance on Spoilers and it's my first no. So, it's wow. a no. Sorry, Josh. <laughs> wow. Oh, no no need to be sorry. <laughs> um, this is Josh. Uh, I, I chose this movie knowing it was going to be bad and it fulfilled all my bad, <laughs> bad expectations. Um, I'm going to give it a yes. And here's oh, why. Geez. And here's why. I'm a big fan of Mitch Hedberg. It's not his best work by far, but I think if anyone uh, is interested in why stand-ups can't necessarily be writer-directors or why those talents don't always cross-pollinate, I think this is a really interesting movie to watch. And some jokes land, some most jokes don't. But it is. It's like a home movie by... By Mitch Hedberg, like Jordan called it. <laughs> it's a little slice of history. I think it's kind of rare. Um, I know in future pods, I'll try to force references from this movie in, and you guys will all get mad at me, and it'll be funny. And so for those reasons, I will give this movie a yes. Bam. There you go. So, Where's Mikey? Oh, I thought... Oh, man, I keep forgetting. Yeah, when we do six enchiladas... doesn't it? When we do Ooh. six enchiladas, it's so hard Wait. to keep track of all of them. But Can I bring up something real quick? I think the last time we had six people was Desperado, another Hispanic-based movie. Is is there, like, a trend there? Or? Get the people going. This is hardly a Hispanic movie. <laughs> yeah, that's a... That is, <laughs> I'm so sorry, Mikey and Brett earlier, forgetting about you guys. Mikey, is this a yes or no for you? Ooh. Uh, this is a Los Inchila no. Just I think uh, the most important thing here is what Stevie said earlier is Mitch Hedberg was just writing jokes for himself so they don't come off as well for other people. So I think... Uh, I think if you're going to have Mitch Hedberg direct a movie, he probably shouldn't write it. Uh, He's got his own humor, uh, and it's like very... uh, He just... He's the only guy that does it the best, so other people doing it, it comes off super weird like that hotel manager. So, uh, yeah, he just probably shouldn't write for other people. He's just kind of his own thing, so... Uh, it was a good effort. I think more people should try and direct and write stuff, but he tried and it wasn't so great. So, but now he's dead, so doesn't matter anyways. Hello. <laughs> still there. Classic nihilistic Mikey. <laughs> yeah, I think I think one of the things that's weird about this movie, it is kind of not anymore since it's on YouTube, but it was a rare movie. It was only played at the 1999 Sundance f- Festival, and then actually one of the last showings of it was like a tribute to Mitch Hedberg 
in Anderson, Indiana, the Paramount yeah, Theater. That's a sad tribute. Yeah. But it also just makes me wonder, like, what what frame of mind did people have handing him this job and so many responsibilities? It's like, you're a pretty funny stoner comic that talks about drugs all the time. Maybe you should act, write, produce, and direct a movie <laughs> on your own. Like, yeah. why is this first endeavor, like, ev- it, that doesn't make much sense to me. And even though Time called him the next Jerry Seinfeld at one point, I think... <laughs> that I don't think he had the work ethic necessarily of Jerry Seinfeld, but he was naturally funny, and I hope that's not lost in how bad this movie is. And like, I think it was Stevie that said this doesn't ruin how you think of Mitch Hedberg. And does it ruin him for you, Pap, or anyone else? Are you, are you gonna like look at his comedy in a different light now? I'm glad he's dead now. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> it was for the best. I so want to say this is spoilers right now, or that was spoilers, but <laughs> I got to do trivia first. Um, <laughs> uh, it's going to be Price is Right rules. Um, okay, so Mikey, Pappy, Stevie, Brett, Jordan. And there is a BuzzFeed article that. Uh, I, the the writer tried to collect every single one-liner and rank them of Mitch Hedberg's. So the question is, according to this BuzzFeed article, how many one-liners did Mitch Hedberg have? In his life? In his... What? Yeah. On the list? Recorded... recorded yeah, recorded one-line jokes. Actually, some of them are two oh. lines, but you get the idea. They're, quote, one-liners. This is Price is Right. Yeah. Gosh, he could rattle off so many in an hour CD. I mean, I would have to say like 10,000. I would have to say something crazy like that. I haven't slept for 10 days because that would be too long. (laughs) How long can a CD be? Because that's all he does. Is that your official guess, T2000? Yeah, I'm going 10,000 here. 10,000? Ten, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Pappy. I'm going to go... 250. Leave some room to breathe between me and Mikey's guess. <laughs> <laughs> Stevie. Uh, I'll say, uh, 525. Brett? I'm still confused by the question, but, um... Okay, here's here's what the article no, says. Not, don't, no, no, just, he just, no, no, just guess, Brett. How is he so confused? Because you stumbled your way through the explanation? <laughs> How many <laughs> one-liners <laughs> does Mitch Hedberg have? Go. A number. Any number. Hey, shut up. 195. All right, that's a good number. Good, you buried yourself right underneath Pappy there. And Jordan. (laughs) (laughs) And so a journalist ranked all of these in a single article? That's BuzzFeed. I don't know if he's a journalist. I don't know if Logan Rhodes is a Uh, journalist. Good point, good point. 
Um, I'm gonna go 251. Fuck you. <laughs> and the winner is I don't know if there's a drum roll or not. Snap. Put in post. Snaps. But before I, before <laughs> I give you that, I want to read the number one one-liner. I used to do drugs. I still do, but I used to too, which I believe Pappy said earlier in the pod. I used to do drugs. I still do, but I used to too. You know. But Pappy Jordan, with his 251 guests, does win after trapping you in. As, as this, according to this BuzzFeed article, 275 one-liners from Mitch Hedberg. It's been a long time coming, boys. Man, How long has it been? Guns young too. Guns? Oh, it's been a while. <laughs> Swiss, Swiss Family? Uh, oh, Swiss Family. Holy no, crap, it was Swiss Family? No, no, no. It More was, uh, modern classics from the long brothers. All right. Well, when while we try to figure out how long it's been since Jordan has chosen, let's toss over to Spoiler Man for our plugs, and then we'll finish out the episode. Our email is podcastspoilers at gmail.com. Twitter is at spoilers underscore pod. Our Instagram is podcastspoilers. It's lit. Uh, welcome back, everyone. Uh, Jordan, you take that break. Did you choose your film? I'm still trying to decide, but uh, fuck it, I'll go with it. So we've, I think we've reviewed maybe two movies by this director, um, but I'm gonna go with uh, a movie, a two, 2013 classic, Enemy by Denis Villeneuve. Ooh, ooh. And, uh, Should I say Villeneuve? Villeneuve. <laughs> Villeneuve. Has anybody seen, seen that? Movie. No. Yeah. I want to. Okay. Never heard of it. Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. The exotic Bre- Jake Gyllenhaal. Gyllenhaal. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thanks, everyone. That was spoilers. And don't forget to stay around till after the end. We usually have something funny after the last music plays. Except this is Los Enchiladas, so there was nothing funny about this episode. <laughs> Josh, bu- Josh butchered that Hedberg joke earlier, though. Oof, man, that was rough. That's <laughs> fine. It's, I'll just... che- it's cherries what? just, not tomatoes just. Come on, man. Oh, that really ruins it. It really does. <laughs> it's ruined because it's, it's, it's a bad joke. <laughs> it's... <laughs> Check the run times. 90 minutes. And hey, you oh. can never win. I chose a 93-minute movie, and I get shit on. Oh, it felt like three hours. Dude, it was rough. <laughs> a three-hour film. <laughs> but it's only in 60 minutes. Like, Passion of the Christ was more enjoyable than this movie. I laughed during Passion, at least. <laughs> yeah. Monsters Pack Your Devil, for part two. I can't wait for part two. <laughs> That's going to be, whenever that comes out, it's the last episode of Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> the Alpha and the Omega of, of Spoilers. All right, Jared, what you got? Jesus. And Christ. we're back. That was Spoilers. Spoilers.